this multiverse of discovery and danger, comrades from far and wide will unite for a new call to adventure. One Shots D&D Character Podcast, created by William Nunn. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of One Shot's D&D Character Podcast. And guess what? It's time for another party episode. And not just any party. This time, I get to actually be in the party that Odysseus Claw is from. Yes, he originated from a campaign that is put together by my very special guests tonight. And that is Nick and Kaylin. How are you both this evening? Doing great. Thank you for asking. Lovely. Thanks for having us on here. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if there's anyone who knows any the most about Odysseus Claw besides myself, it is these two because uh, he has been with. How many adventures has Odysseus been with us so far? Like uh, four or five? Yeah, he's relatively new. So we've done, I think, four uh, sessions with Odysseus. Yes, he was. Uh, so one of those sorts of we need a necessity because Kaylin has like three characters and I had two, so to kind of balance things out, we need a third, and that's how Odysseus came to existence, and he's been such a pure joy. But because I have my friends from my campaign tonight, or really Nick's campaign, since he's the one who put this together, um, we get to have, finally, on One Shot's D&D Character Podcast, one of my other characters who is getting his own audio stage play within the next uh, couple of months, if not sooner. And that is, of course, David Miscavage, folk hero of Baldur's Gate! Tell your friends! David Miscavage is a fat little gnome, uh, probably looks a lot like Baron Harkonnen, for those of you who enjoy Dune. Um... And he's uh, a Cthulhu worshiper. He's obsessed with Cthulhu. Whenever he prays to Cthulhu, he will fall asleep. Um, but he's also a thief. And he is, as he describes himself, as the folk hero of Baldur's Gate. And there's a whole backstory to that, which you will learn in the audio stage play. And as for uh, Odysseus, if y'all are new to this show, uh, Odysseus is a tragic uh, dragonborn bard who is the love child of a dinosaur and a dragon. Um, and his entire theater clan got murdered by a bunch of unicorns who have a very poor taste in music. And uh, this is where uh, Odysseus gets to join his crewmates because uh, they saved him from being eaten by trolls, basically. Um, now, Kaylin, uh, what can you mm, tell us about yeah. your character for tonight, who is Maurice? Um, Maurice is a half-orc who is kind-hearted, but also a gluttonous. Um, he loves food, like, probably more than anything other than slobber chops, which is his cat, his flying cat. <laughs> um, uh, he's an oddball of the group. He's a barbarian. He's really tough. Um, he can take a punch, we could say. Um, but food is his main objective most of the time. Food and a good time. 
Oh, yes. That makes plenty of sense and summarizes him incredibly well. Uh, the cat in question is Slobber Chops, who is adorable, and uh, <laughs> Nick does a really great Slobber Chops voice. <laughs> I'll uh, introduce Slobber Chops in good time. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And who are you going to be uh, playing tonight, Nicholas? Um, well, my main feature is going to be Alan, the tavern keeper at the Elf Song Tavern, a uh, noteworthy tavern in Baldur's Gate. Alan is... Um, He's a half-elf. Half I almost, almost said halfling. He's a half-elf. Um, he is about 60, 70 years old. He is. Uh, he looks much younger than his age with his elf blood. Um, he's generally a very kind-hearted and uh, patient man, but he does get sometimes a little overwhelmed with the, uh, well, the um, wildness that can come into the tavern sometimes. I'll also oh, yes. be uh, introducing Kelly, who's a mm-hmm. half-work bouncer, and she watches the door of the tavern as well as performing other, you know, regular duties there. And she might have a bit of a fling for Maurice. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also mm-hmm. quite kind-hearted, but maybe a little more civilized than Maurice. And uh, she's quite good at her job of bouncing out the uh, wannabe tough guys at the Elf Song. Indeed, indeed. And Maurice takes a bit of a fancy to Kelly as well, which yes. David has tried to uh, push that relationship <laughs> quite hard a few times, and uh, it is quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right, so with where we are in our current campaign, uh, we technically got to Candle Keep, but for the sake of simplicity, uh, Maurice, David, and Odysseus are going to uh, come back over to Elfson Tavern in Baldur's Gate for something that Alan needs them to do. So we are all at Baldur's Gate right now, just the names that I've mentioned. And uh, we are uh, at the counter. Uh, There's Kelly over there uh, standing there doing what she does. And uh, we're going to take it from here. By the stars, is that who I think it is? Hey! Maurice? David? Hey, Kelly. How's it going? Well, I'm doing quite well, actually. Is that... Who is that? That large dragonborn fellow. Oh, my my manners. I am Odysseus Claw. It is a most gracious pleasure to meet you. I have heard much. Well, come on in. You're most welcome. Please, make your way to the bar. Bodhi's serving up his specialty tonight. Bony? Oh, yes. Bony? He's climbed the ranks around here. He's shown himself to be able to make quite a good cocktail or two. Is Bonnie the skeleton? Thought he was in the kitchen. Well, he was. But he honestly wasn't doing so good with the cooking recipes. But as soon as we put him behind a a cocktail menu and a decanter, he ran away. He he got it going like good. Oh, no. Why why the hell did he run away for? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that last bit, David. Are you okay? Uh, I'm just. I've got this whole thing with Epiphany right now. It's just. uh, uh, I. You would think I had gotten over that bitch 
way earlier in our adventures, but no, I had to see her naked when she was worshipping Tiamat, and then all of a sudden I realized, oh my god, she has really great boobs, those are the first boobs I've ever seen, and they're just, wow, they're just... Yes, uh, David, if, if you could please mind your manners, I don't know if you should be talking like that in front of the, the, what am I saying, you're, you look pretty, uh, Kelly, I don't know much about you other than what they have told me, but do you, does David talk like that in front of you? Um, yeah, pretty much, uh, he's a little rough around the edges, but, you know, most of the guys that come in here are, I'm used to it. Oh, well, then never mind. David, feel free to continue talking about her tits. <laughs> oh, well, sure, of course I can do that, but but the thing is, is that I'm not thinking so much about her tits. I'm thinking about what's beneath them. Her heart. We had a a really wonderful dance together in, in Game to Keep, and I felt such weird feelings after that, and it was just nice feelings that I didn't really feel being in Rowdy, bring the ways of ye mighty Kafulu. Could it be? That could it be that Kafulu is finally blessing me with such a gracious love that I've been desiring for so long? Oh, ye mighty Cthulhu, praise ye for all the great things you have brought about me in this wondrous campaign. I hope that one day, maybe my love and great desires will become one with... There he goes again. What's happened? Worships, he falls asleep. Ah. Ah. Oh. oh, there he is. He's back again. Ah. I hate doing that. Especially now that you have pointed it out. Yes, yes. If you would just take the drugs like we have suggested, you would probably feel less inclined to falling asleep while going through a full prayer. Oh, I'll just, let's just have a drink already. Alan, I want the strongest thing you got. Coming right up, my friend. And it is such a wonder to see you all here again. Would you like the uh, top shelf rum that I usually keep to the side just for you? Yes, yes, and some potatoes. Roasted potatoes. Potatoes! Coming right up. Yeah. Oh, I've heard much Potato. about these potatoes. And Alan pours several shots of your favorite rum and brings it over to your table and then zips off to the kitchen. Mmm! <laughs> what should we toast to? <clears throat> uh, you, you already uh, drink? You oh, can't drink oh, before a toast? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were toasted. I mean, we're just here at the bar. We've done this a million times. We've been here a lot. I didn't know it was special. Oh, it, it feels special to me. I'm, I just, just, you know what? Fuck it. To ye, mighty Kafulu. Oh, that felt good. Um, if anything, I would like to propose my own toast. Y'all don't have to drink along with me here. But if I were to grant a great, grandiose, monotone toast, it would be that I am really proud of this show that I've been putting together on the side. And it has been great to have all sorts of guests and other people involved, and I'm so glad I got to have y'all with me for this journey. To you. Oh, how sweet. Well, I like him already. He's quite friendly. So, Kelly, um, has Maurice ever written any songs for you? Oh. 
No, not that I know of. Have you ever written a song for me, Maurice? Well, well I'm not the writing type. <clears throat> well, it... luckily, I am. I would be most delighted to write a ballad for Maurice and Kelly. Well, that'd be quite sweet. I don't think anybody's ever written a song for me. Well, let me scribble my notes here. What about the potatoes? I'm sure Alan's right on it. Be patient. How have you been? It's great to see you, Maurice. I've been good. It's been quite a while. Been wondering about you, though. You kick a bunch of ass while I've been gone. As best as I can. I have to say, ever since you all left, it's been a little more troublesome at the Elf Song. Oh yeah? Like how? Well, you know, when one ruffian leaves, another one moves in. And you were the ruffians I liked. You liked us? Well, yes, I... You liked us? I liked you quite a lot. I liked all of you. That epiphany could be a little less smug, but... Ah, who am I to talk? I do punch people in the face for a living. Here, here! Yeah. Oh, here we go. I have the song finished. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Let me what tune my lute. Cling, cling, cling. All right. All in good tune. Oh, this is a ballad that I haven't really figured this would be one uh, really fitting until I saw the way the two of you looked at each other. So I figured maybe this would be a very very fitting one. So, here we go. and Kelly You both look so tender and fat that you need hugs and food In joyous delight at Elsong Tavern your feels squeeze through harms and joys to fill with full-fleshed potatoes and you will grow into full ox with love. Potatoes! Yeah! Wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> that was amazing! Oh, you have such, you have such a great talent. I don't know if we've ever had anybody come through the tavern before with quite that powerful of a voice and message. I like the part about the potatoes the most. I did too, and the whole uh, full arc thing. That was just kind of funny. Our half arc, so being full arc, I I get it, I get it. No, no, it's not not meant for intercourse. It's meant for unity. Where a half arc and a half arc, when they... Oh, gosh, I I didn't mean for it to sound sexual. I'm Uh, so sorry. I I feel embarrassed uh, about what I wrote. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. uh, 
Oh, Bahamut, I am so sorry. Forgive me. I Marie scoots away from Kelly and blushes a little bit. Oh, it's okay, Maurice. I know you don't express yourself as much as Odysseus here. I just want you to be aware that I was not thinking with my penis. I was thinking with my heart, and it just... The the, the music and the way it could be presented, it's just all sorts of... I'm I'm, I'm so terribly sorry. It just... I've never written a song about two others with such deep feelings like that, and boy, if I were to write one involving... Epiphany and Tavid, I feel like I would be writing a heavy metal choir. It would just be all sorts of madness and craziness, and then them overlook ventilatingly flaunting and screaming at each other. Hey! That actually sounds pretty awesome! You should write that! Um, that does sound pretty cool, I'll too. S- I'm not gonna lie. I'll save that for yeah. maybe another time. I just... <sighs> L- let me have some of that rum, Tavid. Hey, it's mine! No, I want it! It's mine! <clears throat> I will give you the rest. When I have had a sip. Oh, God. That is so strong. Oh. And Kelly, do you fancy cheese on your potatoes? Do I find what on my potatoes? I think he said cheese. Cheese on my potatoes. Well, sometimes. Don't you guys usually like regular roasted potatoes, though? Is that a new thing? You like cheese on them now? I've had rumors. Roasted potatoes. I've had rumors about cheesy potatoes and thought that. Uh... I'll go check on Alan and see how those potatoes are going. Right back. Hey, Maurice. Maurice. Hey. <laughs> yeah. What? Did that song give you a boner? No. Oh, come on. That song gave... Did it give you one? That song could have given give you, you anything. Oh, it described all the feelings that you've been holding up inside wanting to show to Kelly. <sighs> Murray seems. Let's not talk about that. Hey, hey. She looked at you really good during the whole song. Just saying. Just saying. I got my own ways. You guys are always throwing that pressure around. Here, there, here, there. Look, Kelly, look. Uh, uh. You're just ruining my flow. Okay. Well, you gotta make a move. You gotta do something! I do things! I give her the look. You gotta do more than the look. I used to be the Lincoln gnome! You think that got me anywhere in Lucifer's Nunnery? Everywhere in Lucifer's Nunnery. Huh? So now Alan and, Ke- Alan and Kelly come out of the kitchen with uh, plates full of potatoes and other side items and food, and one of the plates has some potatoes with quite a bit of cheese smeared on top of it. Odysseus is sniffing. Oh, the cheesy potatoes. Uh, oh, oh, wow. That is, it looks beautiful with the yellow color and the flowing parsley seasonings. Oh, 
thank you so much. I just wanted to put my little touch on it for you. What is that over there you got? Let me see it. Let me. Marie sticks a finger in the cheese. Go ahead. This is delicious. So stringy. Let me try it. What is that? It's not bad. I'm gonna. You know, uh, get me another plate of that. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get you a silver penny for that. Sure, I'll get you some more. Marie starts eating his funny. <laughs> oh my goodness, you inhaled that shit. Slobber Chops is re- leaning over his shoulder, getting closer and closer to his mouth and his hands where he's eating. Yes, kitty, kitty, it's okay. You can have some too. I've got some beef jerky in my pocket. Some beef jerky. (laughs) Kitty, kitty. That's my good kitty. So, did I miss anything while I was passed out? Hello. Not for very long, I don't think. You were passed out? No, no. You didn't miss anything. Okay, well. I just wanted to make sure that the song didn't bring about any awkward tendencies and things, so we'll, we'll, we'll move past that. Um, but yes, these are really wonderful, cheesy potatoes that are making me feel like I am actually sobering up a little bit faster than I expected, so thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly. You are as doff legends safe. Well, thank you. I'm going to get back to the door for a little while. It looks like it's getting a little bit busy in here. And Alan sits down at the table with you guys, and he turns around to the bar, which is, like, being overrun by people, uh, patrons right now, and Boney's back there just throwing glasses around in jars and and bottles, and he's like, Boney, you got it? (laughs) 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 Missed hearing Boney. And Alan just turns back to the table, ignoring all the people begging for service by the bar. So, what you got for us, Alan? Well, not, not much new. Like Kelly said, it's been a little bit rambunctious in here, but that's pretty much a return to normality. I haven't heard the elf song in a while, and uh, that's been a little bit disturbing. Like Maybe it has something to do with all the turmoil in the city and everything that's going on in the countryside. Oh, what with the fall of Elturel and the rise of fiends from the graves and the sewers and everywhere else across the land. Anyways, nothing that serious. It's been nice, you know. Oh. Sounds pretty serious, man. Yeah. And you look at Alan, and you can actually see some, like, extra crow's feet around his eyes. And, you know, a little bit of a beleaguered, exhausted look under his face. Don't you worry, Alan. We got it covered. We're going to go take care of that. We're going to be an Avernus. We're going to get down there. We're going to kill shit. We're going to take care of that shit. We're going to do shit, and it's going to be great. Wait, wait. Back up, my friend. Did you say that you're going... To Avernus. Oh. Yep. Why on earth would you do that? Or why in the Nine Hells, I should say. Ah, uh, well, Maurice, do you still have that shield? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Turns around. Well, it. Could, could you maybe bring me up to speed a little bit since I'm a bit newer to this whole adventure? Uh, well, you see here, there's a demon in this shield, and it talks to me. And it's evil. Well, that's quite unique. Why on earth do you have this thing with you? Uh, 
Um, well, we were taking it to Candle Keep, but then you needed us. And so I brought it with me because nobody else can carry it because for some reason it makes them crazy. And it doesn't make you crazy? Oh, uh, well, slightly, slightly, but I'll be okay. It's because Maurice is a virgin over here. He can handle it. Hey, shut up. No one's a virgin. What? Well, you all must be even braver than I thought if you're going to go marching into Avernus. And it sounds like for all of our well-being, taking this shield back to where it belongs. Oh, indeed. Oh, goodness. What a terrifying adventure that you guys have to go on. Please, drink up, drink up, enjoy yourselves. You know, I've I've dealt with real crazy terrors in my in my years, but I just can't imagine the flames of Avernus to deal with such fire. I mean, I have I have ingrained myself with the power of flame, but there is so much power there that I just feel like it's going to be so overwhelming. But to have such companions as David Miscavage and Maurice and Epiphany and Rhea Mantlehorn and Stella, who I am pretty certain is actually a man, is uh, going to make my entire journey just seem a little bit safer. Plus, we have slobber chops and a few horses. Good kitty, kitty. That's my kitty. Yeah, he's all right. Hey, it's the best dang cat there's ever been. That's because you can talk to him. Yeah, I can. Isn't that so precious? I suppose if there's anybody who's, well, brave enough and crazy enough and, eh, well, maybe a little bit dumb enough to go into Avernus, it's you guys. Yeah! I mean, I, sh- I shit on Bane's statue at one point. Yeah, he did. Yeah, just think about how far you guys have come since then. <laughs> you shit on who statue? Oh, the one of the evil, uh, evil god statues. Did, that was fun. Didn't it, didn't it make you kiss his feet or something like afterwards? There was some hey, kind of hey. weird twist there. We what? don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, David, my little friend, what you need is manners. You can't be spouting off weird things like Maurice's boner and all sorts of stuff. Where you said you were passed out! I overheard some things. What else have ye heard when you seemingly pass out when you're around me? I'll never tell. <laughs> so Alan. Yeah. If uh if all things fail in Avernus. What do you think you'll do with the Elf Sun Tavern? Will you turn it into like a sort of Shaun of the Dead type fortress? Well, you know, I hadn't thought that far ahead, but I guess my clientele would probably change dramatically if Baldur's Gate sank into Avernus. Hmm. I'd probably stay. You know, I'm an elf. I'll live for a while, so it's cool. Uh, you know, we always had some pretty rough clientele in Baldur's Gate. How bad can hell be? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's probably pretty bad. I mean... You really do have to think of what would happen if they just... Let's say Baldur's Gate actually ends up in the flames of Avernus. Would every single mortal creature here just be erupting in flames? Or would they be naturally fine with it? And all of your clientele would just be a bunch of devils and demons and beasts that look as terrifying as the nightmares that are from David's Necronomicon? Well, I think... 
you know, well, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert on the Nine Hells, but I do get a lot of, well, culturally diverse patrons in this place, and I've heard a lot of stories from pirates about things under the sea, and from travelers about things in the next plane. So, from what I've heard, the first level of hell is livable. It's uh, nightmarish and terrifying, and the landscape changes constantly, and you never really know which way you're going. It's easy to get lost. Food tastes terrible. Well, okay, it sounds like it's pretty terrible, but maybe not as much hellfire and destruction, more just like boredom and confusion. So, that's what I hear the most anyways. Ah, I see, I see. So each level going down is just going to be a lot more hellish all the way up to the bottom? Yeah, basically, you know, I think from what I've heard, you know, the people that already uh, sank into hell from the neighboring city, Elturel, they're not all just instantly killed or vaporized by, you know, by hellfire. It seems like they're still alive down there so they can be chased and tortured and have more diabolical deals thrown at them by devils of all kinds. We all know how devils like to do a good deal. Yeah, yeah, they do. Though, there was that one time that, you remember that, Odysseus, where you threw, no, it was you, Maurice. Huh? You threw me up into the air, and uh, I got to stab that demon with my sword. That was pretty sweet, huh? Yeah, I threw you really far. I rolled a D. That was pretty dope. For that throw. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) I'm like, what does this metaphorically mean in the context of this? (laughs) Um, I need the second strongest thing you got, and then I think I'm going to go fall asleep. I got you covered, my friend. Alan zips over to the bar, and he just whispers something in Boney's ear. And uh, Boney just starts throwing stuff together behind the bar. Cocktail mixes and drinks and some weird powders and things you're not quite sure what they are. Is that fruit? Is that a vegetable? Is that What is that? Comes back with this smoking greenish purplish drink and hands it over to you oh thank you thank you oh that is so good all right can i go up to the same room as before oh yes absolutely all right i'm gonna go take a leak do we all have to sleep together again well I've on only... the bunk beds oh uh, i've only got can three. i get my own bed well i've only got the three rooms, and one of them's already taken, so you guys can split up the other two as you see fit. Thank goodness. I'll stay with David, it's fine. I'm, I'm used to his fat ass at this point. You're gonna regret it when you wake up and the mattress is touching your nose. You'll see what I mean. And then if he farts... You, you, you do realize that's just gonna make me want to fart even more, right? I'm going to bed. Ah, good night, Alan. Good night. It is great to see you, David. Maurice walks over to Kelly. Good night, Kelly. You stay safe out here. Are you not going to bed already, are you? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, that's too bad. I was quite tempted to have another conversation with you, but perhaps we could have some lunch tomorrow? I know how you like food. I know the perfect spot. Giant helpings. Oh, yeah? Where at? Oh, over on the west side of town, just near the gate. What about that restaurant we went to that one time? I won't take you there this time. No, I think the uh, sexual innuendo was just a little too much for everybody. 
It was pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I realize now that might not be an ideal location for, well, a first gathering of friends, first time meeting up. I thought the fuzzy nipples drink was amazing there, though. Oh, the food and drink are delicious. It's just, you know, it's a comedy thing. It's a little bit off-putting, and, well, I realize that you're not uh, quite as into comedy or, or, or goofiness, silliness as everybody. I, I could be. Could be. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. Who, who am I to say what you can <clears throat> or can't be? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, Maurice, and I guess I'll see you for lunch tomorrow. I'm excited. <clears throat> me, me, me too, Kelly. <clears throat> Come on, somebody touch. Good night, Maurice. Kelly, good night. Kelly just turns around and elbows a guy in the face that was coming up to attack her from behind. <laughs> oh, nice. Now, Alan, before I go upstairs, there's something I need to know. What's that? I have heard that there are rumors of unicorns in Avernus. Is that true? Well, if there's anywhere those god-awful, terrible, bloodthirsty creatures would be, it's probably in the first layer of hell. Just saying. Wait, you said unicorns, right? Yes. Yes, those terrible, awful, bloodthirsty, crazed creatures. Thank you. I have all the resolve necessary to go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've heard a lot of rumors about unicorns just haunting every corner of Avernus. Basically the main threat down there, I think. Is that not common knowledge? It wasn't to me till now, but I had heard little whispers about their dark horns and fiery abilities and the memories of how they took the lives of sweet Jessica and Richard II, Richard III, and I can't even remember the name of the other. It's just... It's just so much to deal with after all this time. And gently claps you on the back. I'm sorry, friend. Thank you. If you must know, if I return from Avernus, there will be two skulls wrapped around my neck. One of which I will give to you as thanks. I would be most gracious to accept your gift, and most honored, and excited to see you if you do indeed return from Avernus. Ooh, that would be quite lovely. It would, it would. Just know you're not alone in your hatred and disgust for the bloodthirsty, mutant, crazed, disgusting unicorns. Well, I will be off. Good night, Alan. Good night, sir. Enjoy yourself. It was wonderful to meet you. You too. Oh! And good night, Frau Bruca. <laughs> I had to. I had to end it with Jan Frankenstein. That's awesome. <laughs> that was lovely. Alrighty then. Thank you guys so much for being in the, not only the second party episode, but for finally being in the show. I've been wanting y'all in ever since I started this whole thing, and 
Uh, it just felt really good to come back to Elfson Tavern, to talk to Alan and Kelly, and have David finally be in an episode, have Maurice finally be in an episode, like, Slobber Chops, and, uh, was it Boney or Crip that was that made their cameo? Uh, Boney was behind the bar. Crip was upstairs playing poker okay. with the pirates. Huh. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I am so thrilled with how this all turned out. Thank you both so, so much. Um... Before I uh, let y'all go, um, are there any social media platforms or anything that you would like to share that my listeners could be able to check out and follow and whatnot, or no? Uh, not so much. I'm pretty absent on social media. Um, I guess if uh, people just really love my voice and want to hear me talk more, they can talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Same for me. Fair, fair, fair. Alrighty then. So... Uh, for those of you who want to know the latest updates involving One-Shot's D&D Character Podcast, and also want to get any sort of updates involving the campaign I am in, in case that ever intrigues you, um, you're welcome to follow me on Twitter at VoiceThatCooks, and on Instagram at TheVoiceThatCooks. So, do look forward to uh, the next episode that will be coming out, and also look forward to the upcoming David Miscavage audio stage play, which Odysseus Claw will be in. The uh, Some of the stuff he has name-dropped, like uh, Lucifer's Nunnery, will be involved, so do look forward to learning more about that during that. I cannot give a release date yet, but thank you all so much for listening and for uh, taking this ride with me so far. And I hope everyone, uh, not only who has enjoyed the show so far, has left a review to let us know what you think of the show and what was your favorite moment in particular of this episode. Alrighty then. I am off. I am going to go eat. And if Bahamut doesn't give you song, you just sing anyway. Or you can go worship ye mighty Kabudu and do that instead, Odysseus! Shut the fuck up, David! I'm not going to worship your dark, depraved, crazy monster! Fuck you, I'm going to sleep! Arr! And then just go fight the distance. <laughs> that was great. Agreed. Alright, good night, everyone.